permission to hop in an X-Wing and blow something up? It's the Countdown to Nine podcast, our <laughs> final episode as we work our way chronologically. Well, close to the final. I mean, we got it. We're going to do the. We got to do yeah, a post. We're, we're going to do a post. I mean, we got to talk about Rise of Skywalker. So, second to last, I second, think. All right. Last in the countdown to nine. That's true. I mean, last yeah. in the countdown to nine. And then one, there'll be one countdown from nine. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, episode nine comes out in mere days. So, with this being it, we have a robust panel to talk about episode eight. The Last Jedi. Robots? Robots are here? Eh? Rob- robots? Paul Preston here from the Movie Guys with my good friend and co-host Sean Blodgett of the outrageous yet highly skilled Creative Motion Entertainment. I love it. I'm just going to let that be. Yeah. Yep. And this is it. We'll have to think of other reasons to get together and hang out. Uh, I thought we would do Countdown to 5 when they put out the new Indiana Jones movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Can we squeeze in Countdown to 25 before next April uh, No Time to Die James Bond. Oh. Can I just tell you I love that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Go on. I love that trailer. It is a great trailer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... But does it feel really James Bond to you? <laughs> does any James Bond feel James Bond to you? I mean, like, once the, the iPhone came out, it was like, Q, you can just go get another job. Wow. <laughs> and that's where they played it the other way. They played it, you know, they, they played it so that he just gave them just a one little gadget or whatever. They don't, that's true. They're, they're very slowly playing that bit, which I like. But the car is fantastic. Oh. And old school. Yeah. At the same time. I mean, just. Oh. And I love that it's not an Easter egg. He, that's his car. Yeah. For this movie. Yeah. Is the is the uh, the classic, you know. Well, as you can see, we have no trouble DB talking Cooper. about this. This is going to be a three <laughs> hour <laughs> show. Yeah. Uh, we have a table full of guests, starting with a guy quite familiar with our studio, the Admirals Club. He's been with the movie guys for 10 years. 10 years? Right. Last November? Holy yeah. schnitzel. Yeah. Yeah. Always wow. demanding to chime in when there's a Star Wars uh, movie coming out. <laughs> it's Adam Witt. Yeah. <laughs> I was born to do this, Paul. <laughs> and uh, also in studio, it's... Uh, what the... <laughs> Mr. Theme Song? Could it be? Yes. Oh, he knows a lot. So he must know when you're sleeping or awake. He certainly knows if you've been bad or good. I mean, he's a Jedi. And now we have to... Uh, Announced the much well, he comes around every December, right? Sure, but every December. Three of the last five. Right? <laughs> it's Santa Luke Skywalker, everybody! Woo-hoo! Ho ho ho! Uh, thank you, Santa. May I, may I be the first to say, may the force be with you? <laughs> well, thank you. you, you yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your uh, of your work, Santa. Well, thank thank you. you for coming around. Yeah. Of uh, all the mythical I'm creatures celebrated on uh, around this time of year, you're my favorite. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if anyone's wondering, this is, of course, a longtime movie guy's companion, David Beach. <laughs> David Beach. Who has a white beard yeah. and plays uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, yeah. uh, modern day Luke Skywalker. And I can't so now we've really combined the two. The two no, no you just have. This is the only place that has. No one is that. requesting Santa. Like, first of all, are you getting like Santa gigs? Are you doing. Uh, I've had. I have two on the calendar. So it was right worth now. going full white. No, it was not. <laughs> oh, no. It's not early, right? Even close. Oh, two. I, I, two. I leave town. I, I'm not even playing Christmas anymore. I won't even see the release of the, the next Star Wars on time. Uh, what? You're yeah. going to leave Whoa. before the 20th? Whoa. Back yeah. east? Well, they'll have it back there. It's a nationwide yeah, release. I, I, I'm with family. I'm not going to go watch a. Movie All the more reason to get the hell out of oh. there for no. two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, but you're That's going to family. go watch a Star Wars movie. I feel like that warrants a, hey, I got to go do this. I, I, can I got wait. business to do. Right. Also, if they don't come with me, they're not my family. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 how I do the Christmas thing. Yeah. 
All right. So I, I'm a little sad, but that's the way it works. But you've done weddings as I have Luke, done right? as Luke yeah. one oh, wedding. Wow. I, I married an Italian couple and who, up until a week before, I thought it was a scam. And then I got the money and went, "This this is really happening." And then and I then you're like, "No, had I can you, scam had them. You, do, do you actually have the what is it? You have to register or whatever that thing is. Right? I am a Universal Life Church yeah. minister. So yeah, had you done that before that moment, or uh, no? I had had it for quite some time. Oh, you had it. Okay. And then okay. I, for whatever reason, put it on Facebook. Hey, Last Jedi uh, minister. And I get a text from these people going, would you? And they, they weren't even Star Wars fans. They just wanted to do something in Vegas in a costume. Wow. And, they got to, and there's a lot of paperwork that I had to do on the day of in Vegas to yeah. get this to happen. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't understand a word of English. And it was... There was <laughs> are you sure they're married? They are married, oh, okay. yeah. And there were people watching from Italy on the cameras in the chapel. Okay, I have to just ask this just yeah. because I feel like it's, it's an important question. <laughs> Uh, has The Last Jedi given last rights? No, I have not. Uh, okay, just wanted to clarify. I, I could, <laughs> can yeah. you do that with that license? I'm assuming any ministerial job wow. I could do. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a weird thing, but you know, if you're like, hey, Grandpa really liked Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a new it one. got dark real fast. <laughs> I, it got, <laughs> you know, I've had other friends marry other friends by going to the Universal Life Church, and they. Go. But I've never had anybody that would be amazing. Is like, oh, I'm having my friend get his uh, preacher's license to give me last rites. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be wow. a funeral pyre, though, wouldn't it? I have to oh, be. I mean, you'd have to yes, set it, it like, would. yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. If you're going canon. Yeah. All right. Uh, some quick that. housekeeping. Please chime in your thoughts at themovieguys.net. Countdown to nine at gmail.com. Or hold on, at- hold on. Poe Dameron is flying over right now. <laughs> we, we planned that. Those fly guys. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> at Countdown to nine and all your social media nonsense, Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. As ever, we check in on uh, with what's new with the rise of Skywalker early in every show. Uh, so here's the latest. Well, first of all, the Epilepsy Foundation has said that for about 3% of people with epilepsy, the film may trigger seizures. Ooh. I guess it's a couple of scenes with really? lots of blinking, flashing lights in the movie. So, wow. Yeah, I don't know. If, uh, hopefully there's it's the nightclub scene where wow. they have the big dance. I think there's some kind of rave scene with Chewie, and he's like... Now my brain just wonders, like, what piece of production design has that happen? It's, When's the last time that happened to a movie? What, what do you remember that? that it had to be. Before. Oh, I had pixels. I, I, or, yeah. for, for Last Jedi, they had that thing on the. Uh, they had to put a note on the board saying, "When uh, Holdo's goes through the ships, and they take oh, the sound out, yes. they had to put a note saying." There's nothing wrong because people were going, oh, the sound went out on our movie because there wasn't no explosion. You know, so I guess you got to put up. There wasn't no explosion. Do not decry the state of audiences today. Stanley Kubrick actually had to print out for 2001 the fact that and put on every seat that there is no sound in space. That's why it's quiet. Like in the, in the, in wow. the, that th- really, that was a thing? yeah, yeah. I, I, I oh my heard god! That. Like during, in the in very initial. That's crazy. You know, I, on some of those scenes where it's just like. <laughs> Did they go put that in? Because he's like, people are going to... Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's when you're outside... Because I know there is plenty of silent. Then well, also when you're plenty outside of... the suit, I think it's quiet, right? Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. Something like that, yeah. Well, anyway. you hear your own breathing, sure, inside the suit, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that what happened when you when you were in space? Yeah, you could hear. I could hear my own breathing. Yeah, you could hear. Okay, that makes sense. Do you do when you deliver presents to all the children of the world? Do you project like you did in Last Jedi? Do you project? There's no sleigh involved or anything. He just like right there. I do this sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's from one of the ranger just crapped on his shoulder. For anybody listening, listening only. Oh, that's true. David looks exactly like Mark Hamill. Yes, yeah, that yeah. We should probably clarify. Not a lot going on here for the listeners. So far, we're ten minutes into the show, and nothing has been accomplished. No, and we've and we've left out a bunch of people. Yeah, well. pretty much. Uh, Richard E. Grant took to Twitter to talk about how much he loved the movie. He's in it. Oh, is uh, he? He, there's a Richard E. Grant sance going on because he was Richard just in e. Grant that. should be should be in more stuff. Yes. Did he just start showing up in more stuff? Yeah, well, he got that Oscar nomination for uh, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, the, that's right. The McCarthy movie, and he's great in it. Oh, but he hadn't been in movies for quite a while, right? I guess he had, but yeah. not Ooh. with high profile. Gotcha. Now he's in Star Wars. Oh, what a great one to put in Star Wars. And he was like crying at everything on Twitter, talking about how great oh, it was. So. Wow. We have crying that. on Twitter. That's kind of uh, like <laughs> me being a Luke Skywalker impersonator uh, for the audio set. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Uh, for those, there's history for this. Uh, David was once on our show, the, uh, yes. uh, the, the radio magician. Ra- yeah, Mysterio, uh, the radio magician. Yeah, or no? something like that. Uh, yeah, what was what it? Was Mono, the, the amazing Mono. Mono. The amazing Mono. Mono. Yeah. And, and, and I got to tell you, and, and if we, we should repost this from the archives, because I got to tell you, there is a comic timing that is perfectly genius in that, which is that uh, the Mono, uh, amazing Mono would do all the patter of a magician, and there'd be a long pause, and then Paul would go, he's now put the rings together, and now they're apart. <laughs> the radio magician. That's a great clip. So if you're not seeing how, I mean, he was the the holiday Ewok one yep, year. Yep. You were the holiday Ewok. Again, That's for right. those listening to our podcast, they missed it, but yeah. it's good stuff. It's it's good the stuff. best of David Beach, because that was, <laughs> was the, the holiday Ewok was like part Ewok, part, uh, it was like, a, there was a Lord, he was part Lord of the Rings or something. I think it was yeah. a holiday Hobbit, yeah. maybe the following year, a previous That's year right. Or and then yeah. we made a joke of the fact that we just made him, without changing much at all, <laughs> no. you showed up as the Hobbit again, and then yeah. we just made it, we just put one thing on and made him an Ewok. We just stuck stuff on, yeah. on David a lot. <laughs> And I'm happy to have that happen. Yeah. Rise to the I occasion, my friend. More, and he looks just like Mark Hamill, everybody. Just remember that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, dead ringer. Yeah. Dead ringer. What are your plans to see uh, Rise of Skywalker? Uh, I'm probably going to go back to Chicago. I have the, the old Schadenfreude crew that I, I see with, which now includes kids that I can go see mm. Star Wars with. Floyd Adams' old comedy troupe, yeah. which is legend. Yes, in, in Chicago, and, and so it should be nationally, but you're working it on it. Should be right. <laughs> known, a little known, yeah. known here and there. But yeah, I always go back, and it's great because that's that's the crew I saw <laughs> the Phantom Menace with uh, back in the day. You know, in Chicago, we all stood in line for the Phantom Menace, and then a lot of them fell off of that. They were wow, like, okay, that's that a long history. Right? Uh, that's yeah. really cool. We've, been, we've seen every Star Wars movie together, like me and oh this my crew God, of friends. That's beautiful. And, and McClure, I've seen it with their sons and daughters. Too. McClure oh, Court man. still a thing. And Chicago. McClure really? Court. Love that. Yeah, that's where you go. Yeah, it's still a thing. Uh, that's not, but the next street up in Ohio is the big AMC Twenty One okay. or whatever. There's no more McClure Court. No, uh, McClure Court's gone away. That was a great cinema. What a huge, awesome cinema that was. Yeah, that was great. That was where yeah. you and I. Well, this is nostalgic because Paul and I met uh, about twenty-two or so years ago now. Oh. But the very oh, wow. first thing, the very first conversation we had was that next weekend was going to be the Lost World, Jurassic Park Two. And so we just made a plan to go see that. That was like the first, and we saw that at McClure Court. We went to see the Lost World. Hold for a second. You need to turn your mic around. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, it's kind Am of I weird. Am I speaking into the back of it? You are. Oh my god. 
Uh, and let I there be a lesson to everybody a... that there's uh, only one direction that's a pickup pattern on the microphone, and you have to be sure to talk into that. Thank you. This has been basic audiovisual recording. Can you, can you remember everything you've said up till now just to say it again? Yeah, let me just say all that again. Uh, Star Wars is great, and David Beach is dressed like uh, Mark Hamill. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Witt. Hey! Hey! So, uh, <laughs> Speaking properly into the correct side of the microphone. Wow. All right. So, uh, and by the way, we yes. are going to see it, and thank you very much. I'm excited about uh, going to see yes. Rise of Sky. We are going yes. to Arclight Hollywood on the night, the 19th. The Got night your tickets. Yeah. Yep. 1045. Yeah. My birthday. Push it late. I'm a little nervous oh, okay. about the late time because I... I put my kids to bed at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock a lot of nights Great. and I tend to fall asleep. And so oh. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I got to be fresh. Uh, the the And I, I famously, I got my famous Force Awakens story, which I don't know, I'm sure I've told on here before, which Not is, sure. well, I'm a very, I'm somehow amazingly unspoiled on these movies. And I, I take Star Wars very seriously. I love Star Wars very much and the fact that they're making these new ones. So it came to the Force Awakens. I said, I ain't watching anything. And I mm. very successfully, I think only once it was on in a movie theater, the trailer. And I kind of like yeah, covered my eyes for part of it. I was like, oh, it was just too exciting. I couldn't even take it all in. Oh I just God, caught these I images. And then for The Last Jedi, absolutely, purely unspoiled. Didn't know wow. a thing that wow. was going to be in that movie. But The Force Awakens one was funny because that was a very tough year. There was a lot of information coming out over yes. a long period of time. And I avoided seeing that. And I had my tickets in Chicago with my friends. And I was going to go in the morning. So I landed on Friday. I was going to go Saturday morning with my friend, but they got midnight tickets on Friday after I'd been traveling all day. And they uh, said, well, we got a, we got an extra ticket. You want to go? And I'm like, uh, and it was other friends that I wouldn't be able to see it with the next day. So I'm like, all right, I kind of want to go with this crew. But I was really tired, and I'd spent the entire year yes. avoiding any spoilers, oh, and I fell asleep uh, during the scene. <laughs> Which uh, one would that be? A lot of big scenes. The, Obviously, the, we're the scene uh, with Han Solo. Yes, the you scene. Fell asleep? I missed oh. Han Solo being killed by Kylo Ren. Oh my god! And wait, wait so were you confused later? You're like, wait, no. why is everybody so sad? No, no, no. What is? I, that? I mean, I, I saw the end of the movie, and but here's the thing: you spend. I mean, that is the thing to get spoiled, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So I wake up without having seen that. I finish the movie, and I get up, and then all the conversations about how Han Solo died. I was like, I did not know. <laughs> he died. So you just like oh no went away and like yeah. Chewie, but no Han. He didn't go. Now why is Chewie uh, by himself? <laughs> you know, a lot's going on there at the end, and I, maybe it just didn't occur to me that yeah, of course we'd. Uh, and oh my as God, I've I'm brilled, so sad for you. Isn't that, that crazy is though? Saddest... Isn't that the worst spoil? And then I got to go in the next time, knowing the entire time at some point the Han Solo's going to die. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But wow. I will tell you, that's there one of my big problems with that movie is that they don't spend enough time mourning him. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. by the you know, Last Jedi was supposed to start with uh, his funeral. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was uh, huh. that was the original beginning. Interesting. Yep. Well, then, how does The Last Jedi begin? Let us tell you with our patented Countdown to Nine recap, <laughs> as we do with every movie that comes here. And this one starts no differently than um, every, every episode that has episode in the title. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Okay, before you go any further, I got a point. Oh, no. Continue, continue. I'll remember, I'll remember. Following the destruction of the third Death Star... Star Killer base. Sure. The Resistance, led by General Leia Organa, is attempting to pack up from their base and get out of Dodge. <laughs> Unfortunately, the First Order arrives and catches them with their pants down, so to speak. So Poe, the cocky Han Solo-type pilot... <laughs> well, okay, hotshot. 
<laughs> so Poe, the cocky Han Solo type pilot, concocts a plan to stall, get everyone to safety, and destroy one of the First Order's dreadnoughts. Poe succeeds, but not before the First Order wipes out the majority of the Resistance fleet. Those who survived make it back onto Leia's ship right before we launch into hyperspace. <laughs> But this old trick won't fool once or twice the First Order, or won't it? It won't be the first time that that trick has fooled... Fool me once. <laughs> Shame on... Shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. Basically, the First Order has a secret <laughs> tracker to find them. The First Order attacks, kills all of the Resistance leaders except Leia because she was able to use the Force. It's an energy field created yeah, by, yeah, all, living created is, by all, all living like, things. Been through nine <laughs> movies. Now there's a voice I can do. <laughs> Uh, the eight movies. It was right, sort so. of like Obi Wan meets Stewie, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little Stewie. He's a little Stewie. Meanwhile, uh, Ray is visiting the islands, and uh, she, no, she's not enjoying herself. She's not enjoying. It. She has met up with the legendary Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, who also uses the Force to take the iconic final shot of the Force Awakens and reduce it to a goofy sidekick. Yes. Meanwhile, Rey's power in the Force grows, and Luke shares more of his story, and we finally get a glimpse at what has destroyed what was once a happy ending. Back in space, since the Cylons now know how to track our heroes whenever they make the jump, and the FTL drive has... Wait a second. <laughs> it's a different franchise. Anyway, the Resistance is up Chocolate Creek without a popsicle stick, so to speak. Wait. Enter former stormtrooper, current deserter, and friend of Ray's, Finn. He makes a plan to desert again. <laughs> but then he also, along with fan favorite Rose Tico, concocts a plan to get on board the Master Star Destroyer, turn off whatever is tracking the jumps to hyperspace, and save the Resistance. But to do this, they have to leave the ship they're on and kill a half hour. Finn and Rose venture to the <laughs> casino world of Canto Bite to find a master code breaker who will help them. They find him, but are thrown in jail for... Disrupting the casino games and causing a riot? No. Stealing that... a spaceship? No. Killing that... a First Order soldier? No, it was something involving the parking? <laughs> parking violation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, lucky for them, they meet another codebreaker while in jail named not Lando Calrissian, who helps them escape <laughs> and comes back to help for a price. Back on the ship... Poe and his new commander are not getting along so well. What homophobia and hatred looks like! Not the same! I have a black kid I raised, Wolfie! I have a kid in my house! That is not the same You don't have to be thing. black to know what racism yes, is! Yes, you do! No, you don't! Yes, you do, no, baby! You do not. Yes, you do! Let me explain! I think, I think, okay. I think that, might not be that, a so that cantina sounds that. rough. Yeah, it's really... That is a rough cantina. Uh, but Rose and He doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> oh, yes, you, you do. Oh, yes, oh, you yes, do. You. <laughs> but Rose and Finn make it back and get onto the Star Destroyer and are sold out to the First Order by the Codebreaker who reveals himself. You fucking ain't right. No PC. No goddamn right. Uh, you do sometime, I'll let you go. You know, it treat me like a criminal. <laughs> Space Fenster. <laughs> Across the galaxy, Ray and Kylo Ren are connecting via cosmic tinder, and a connection ah. is brewing. Who really jarred something loose, Tiger? <laughs> Luke reveals that he betrayed Kylo, and he still refuses to help Ray, who, with her newfound stronger powers, leaves Fantasy Island and sets off to turn <laughs> Kylo back to the good side. <laughs> 
something to play underneath your next lecture. Tattoo. Then Luke gets yet another lesson from the greatest master, the greatest Jedi master of all, Yoda. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Chewie drops Ray off at Kylo's house so they can figure out their relationship. And they do, in the form of the greatest lightsaber battle ever. Again, for those who are listening, it's going to look really good. Oh uh, yeah, for yeah. those who are listening, David Beach is running around right now with a lightsaber and, and no uh, pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's not a saber. Finn, Finn and Rose are about to be toast when a new character saves the day. Admiral Holdo sacrifices herself to save what's left of the Resistance, so they can escape to a nearby old Rebel base on the planet Crate. A planet mm. covered in salt, which we know thanks to the choice words of Resistance Officer mm. General Exposition. Salt. <laughs> is that from the movie Salt, or is that from this movie? <laughs> no, I should have okay. done it the Salt! salt! <laughs> then, a lot happens. <laughs> yeah. Finn gets revenge on Captain Phasma. BB-8 saves Finn and Rose. Poe learns how to not have his entire team die so he can be the only one to glory. Then the First Order go to Crate to end all of this once and for all. Finn is about to finally do something worthwhile and sacrifice himself, much like Admiral Holdo. But fan favorite Rose stops him and allows the First Order's siege on the Rebel base to continue. Thanks, Rose! And then... Luke Skywalker returns! Yay! Luke gives Leia the dice from Han's Millennium Falcon, so Leia will always remember and never forget Han's first love, Kira. Then the first <laughs> order. That's, that's a good odd move. Then the first order tries to blast Luke to smithereens, but to no avail. So Kylo faces him, dark side versus light. But it turns out Luke telecommutes for his job. He's <laughs> not actually there. Psych! He's been projecting himself across the galaxy to give the Resistance time to escape. That's right. The hundreds of blasts from the heavy laser cannons pumped into him didn't kill him because he was a galaxy away. And then he dies anyway. But in a poetic end, Luke ponders the life he has led as he pondered the life he dreamed of while watching two sunsets. We also learned that despite the two title. Two sunset. Yes. Two sun. <laughs> two sunsets. The suns that were How setting. How many suns did he have? Just the one. Oh. No. <laughs> we also learned that despite the title, Luke will not be the last Jedi. Ray's got some mad skills. And maybe, just maybe, the Force has been awakened in a new Jedi who will arise from all corners of the galaxy once they get their chores done. That's it. As always, I'm going to jump right in. Yeah. Um, this moment about the suns, I actually just literally recently so good, figured right? this out. It, it, it really is a beautiful, poetic Man. moment that Ryan Johnson created. I mean, he's pondering the life he's led looking at these two suns setting just like he pondered the life he wanted to lead looking at the two suns setting and i i thought poetically that is that is that's, beautiful that's some aces star wars yeah, right there right yeah i mean you got to appreciate that and and also the throughout this entire movie he manages to uh, have his cake and eat it too in that yes you want to see as luke says uh, what do you think i'm just going to face down the entire empire or the entire with first sword with a laser sword which of which course he does. does happen yes and yet we still get this moment of him of solitude 
And also, I mean, that's forced badassery. He can project himself onto the battlefield convincingly, and even a, a Sith can't recognize that. I mean, it's like, wow, it's a... And, and to, to do this sort of classic thing of like, well, it's David and Goliath, I'm going to lure, or Tortoise and the Hare, I'm going to lure them into their own defeat. Right. And of course, Kylo Ren is so maniacal and like so unhinged, he's got all the wrong elements and no calm to be a Jedi, and so he falls right for it. To beat a Jedi, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's just, uh, that's, yeah. A, that's a pretty that's a pretty dense ending in terms of like oh I'm gonna try and pull all that off mm -hmm. and then he's gonna look at, gently at a sunset remind us of the very first shot from the very first movie yep okay <laughs> well, and, people and it were, works. And people were so upset about him, like dying, like oh. But they they allude to to how much strength and power that would take to do earlier it in the killed, film. Do, it yeah, killed him. I mean, yeah. I mean that scene with as much Ray as we and, goof, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, no, I mean I, for the I, Tinder I, scene, right? I yeah. really do think that that Ryan Johnson delivered a unique script and a, and a unique idea. And I also just recently found this out too. The thing with the dice, uh, apparently was supposed to be set up by J.J. Abrams. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff with the dice was, was uh, somehow it was written in Force Awakens and then pulled. But uh, by the time he had already written the script for Last Jedi, that was an integral part of... Was it of supposed to go in that scene where the two people just sit around and read books? Oh, no, no. A lot more happens in Force Awakens. <laughs> right, maybe, yeah. it got, maybe it got busy. <laughs> yeah, a couple, yeah, yeah. So, anyway... That is kind of funny, though, that the dice thing is such a throwaway in, in Star Wars. You know, you're just like, oh, it's kind of like having fuzzy dice. That's kind of cool. And then they move on to a whole bunch of other movies. But then right. later in Solo and this, it's like, oh, it's this great, meaningful I thing. I have to wonder what, I mean, really, what was it that someone was just, you know, researching and watching it? You know, he hits those dice. Should we do something with that? Do they mean something? Marketing. You know, I mean, I mean. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked about what yeah. they mean here. Yeah. They mean it's a throwback to Harrison Ford's Bob Falfa character from American Graffiti. Right, of course, yeah. Which yeah. I think George Lucas threw oh, is it? in Star Wars. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. then they gave it, they inherited it. Inherited it? No. They homaged. Yeah. They gave it all this meaning. Tra trans no. trans gave. Oh, I'll go with okay. gave. Transpositioned, <laughs> I think, is the. Uh, yeah, transmogrified. <laughs> But the thing about J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson, they definitely did not have to pop in their copy of Star Wars to catch a detail like that. The, the, the people that created yeah. the, this movie is like already know like that's where that goes in the Millennium Falcon. You know, yep. you could probably trace the Millennium Falcon out just from having watched it so many yep. times. You know. Well, this I've said this before too. These are the only movies, Marvel and Star Wars, where you can spend a ton of money. That when you see one movie after another losing at the box office, it's because they spent too much. Yeah. You gotta stop with the spending. Ryan Johnson, to his credit, just made knives out for forty million with nice. all those stars. Yeah. That's gonna be a big hit. Even if it only makes hundred and fifty million, you know, worldwide. hundred and fifty million would be like a crushing defeat for Endgame. Yeah. yeah. But for uh, yeah. <laughs> for knives out. It's uh it's great. It's, it's gonna just be great. Chris Hemsworth's salary. And it will yeah. make that much. Yeah. So uh but <coughs> This, I think, is the most ever spent on a Star Wars movie. $317 million. Wow. Yeah, it, it was actually the biggest Make Star Wars movie to date in terms of the cost and the the building of everything. I mean, it was, it was a massive undertaking. If you watch the behind the scenes, which, by the way, out of all the behind the scenes uh, that I've watched, the, the featurette, whatever, the full-length one of behind the scenes for this, has a very morose kind of dark tone to it. it, hmm. it, it, it is this it, the one about Ryan Johnson, like his journey to creating yeah, it? Yeah, I, mean, it, it, I mean, it's it's on the Blu-ray and it's part of the package, but I remember watching it going, wow, this 
this definitely has a distinct tone that is very different. I mean, it was much more of a cinematic kind of behind the scenes, whereas a lot of them are just kind of like very. I mean, it uh, definitely yeah. had. Hey, everybody, Ryan Johnson I know, here. right? We're behind the scenes. Oh, check out the set we built. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, I hate those. I like the ones that really are just like take you into like, no, this is what day two of production is. You know, yeah, and that, but here's that's, the guy that brings the food, and here's how complex this that's is. Turning cameras that's off kind of we're going what, to kill each other. Yeah, that's kind of what this one huh. was because I mean, it, I mean, there's even a moment where there, I mean they're whatever weeks or months into it and they're just like yeah we're here and we're just kind of keep going and you know i mean they're they're yeah. exhausted i mean movies yeah. are impossible to make to begin with but yep. star wars movies are very impossible to make and a and a sequel after all this amount of time between return of the jedi and the force awakens or even the prequels in force awakens or whatever it's just it's that the, the you know the Force Awakens was an impossible film to make. I think the Last Jedi is an impossible film to yeah. make. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 amazing. They're both just incredible Star Wars uh, experiences. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. What I loved most about the Last Jedi uh, was that it was so unexpected. It was so unexpected. I I sat there watching them because I you know, and I've said this, uh, you know, you go into a Star Wars film and right. you kind of have a sense of what you think is maybe oh, going to happen. Yeah. Okay, the good and the light and the dark. And the you're bad. hoping for some Star yeah. Warsy stuff. Yeah, you're hoping for whatever. <laughs> and then you know, Ryan Johnson just like turned it all upside down. I'm like, nope, we're not going to do that. Nope. Yeah. I mean, I remember sitting there subverting in, in, expectations yeah, every single every step. every single step. And and the the moment uh, that we're all. I mean, it's almost palpable in the theater, the moment when Ray's in the cave, or the whatever that is, the, the, yeah. the water and everything, and she's having this whole vision and whatever. And I mean, it's almost palpable in the theater that everybody's like, oh my God, we are going to find out who Ray's parents are. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then it, she walks into the shot and it's her again. And you're like, what? What is <laughs> exactly? What is happening? Exactly. You know, Luke just cut Darth Vader's head off. Oh my God! Is that yeah. Darth Vader's face inside there? It's oh, it's Luke's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, she's gonna meet her yeah. parents. Oh, it's her. Yeah. I mean, I just like uh, the the parallels yeah. between all the Star Wars so stuff beautiful. and done completely differently. I love yeah. that. That's really nice. I I had forgotten that comparative. That's a really good. Yeah. yeah that's a really. Yeah. Good it's the dark cave that he goes down yeah. into. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah. Back. Yeah. But I but I forgot that. I mean, I knew he saw himself, but I didn't make that connect. That's good connection. And, like and I'll it. just give you my my overall thesis because everything I, I'm gonna say here is gonna play into this is that the last jedi david then we'll get to yours after <laughs> I, I, i'm enjoying the ride he's so projecting yeah. his dialogue right now i'm not even here I'm, I'm actually sitting at home but we can feel you i mean do you think the audience yeah that's true it's, are you you could even be a force projection here. i feel yeah, like right. I, yeah <laughs> um that the last jedi is a brand new symphony played with exactly the same notes as star wars or mm. the force awakens which is a, a, a different symphony played with the same notes i think the complaint about the force awakens was it was too similar to the other symphony, yes, yeah. but I think that I think that also gives a short uh, a shrift? Sh short shrift to some of the references that people loved that were the same as the other one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, well, that's a whole argument for a different day. But this one, it's got well, lots and lots of one to one notes. Of course, you know, there's the training. You know, there's we're on Dagobah basically. You know, to mm -hmm. for the training, but you can't do it the same way. Uh, well, and it, I I always said just to interrupt real quick uh, the the training stuff. I you know because people were complaining about all this stuff, and I'm like, well, actually, if you look at it, Luke is kind of Yodaing her. Yeah, I mean oh, yeah, he's he's yeah. he's mess. I mean, I mean whether or not he his his character really means to be doing that, he he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, he's just as mischievous as Yoda in yeah. a certain way. And he's uh, he, he's obstinate. Yoda was like, you know, playing this little scamp and, and yes, this sort of yes, thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so she's got it. And, and, and she learns about the Force in a different way because it's not like, oh, I'm Yoda, now I'll train you and put me on your back and do some jogging and you'll be a Jedi. Which, you know, <laughs> after, after, after what she goes through to kind of get trained in this, you almost look at Empire and you're like, well, that was that was kind of overly simple. It was like, uh, okay, run around, lift some rocks, and boom, you're ready to go. I mean, they said he was never ready to go, but but in this one, it's like she's getting her lessons in a, a very different fashion, and of course, Luke is a very different uh, master, yeah. a reluctant master. Right. Yeah. yeah, much more visceral, I mm-hmm. think, in a lot of ways. So yeah. when, you, when you talk about her parents, we've said before on the show, we've said that already like five times today. We, I bring this up a lot. Yeah. Again, what are you going to do? It's Basically, you show. can just watch one episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I, Previously I, on. I never cared who her parents were. Everyone came away from The Force Awakens saying, who are her parents? But that movie never set up a thing where like you had to know well she always wanted to go back to Jakku because she wanted to make sure she was there when her parents returned yeah. that was a couple moments yeah. in that where she wanted brief, to though. leave the event very, like, very, very brief very how brief. much people like were distraught and thinking about it and yeah. thinking over who it could possibly be I'm like this is like a minor thing but you want to well, tie in you want to know you want to figure it out but the you thing is it, it may not be essential because now oh, of no. course by the end of Last Jedi when you have Star Wars kid with the broom handle in his, in his uh, basement or whatever Uh, (laughs) that's what it was he really is Star Wars kid at the end of it that's a double reference Uh, (laughs) so the movie is positing then that you don't have to be related to the force exactly to have it you don't have to be Luke Skywalker's kid or whatever But you did. Uh, humans want that tie-in. Humans want to know where she came from, regardless. I mean, if they want to take it that route, yeah, everybody can have the force in them. That's never been denied. But you, it's it's just like this loose end. But in a sense, yeah. But we don't know where Poe came from. But they want to throw you off the trail. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's the she's the running thread going through, and you, you'd assume. They would make it. T- I mean, yeah, it's it's not based on facts, so you don't have to necessarily know. But Santa Luke, what's the best-selling <laughs> Star Wars toy this holiday season? I'm gonna guess uh, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Baby Yoda. Is that even out? Is that out? It, Can you buy it? No, you actually so, you yeah. can't. And yeah. that that crazy. I, yeah. I feel like they should do the empty box like they did yeah. when in '77 when Star Wars came out and they couldn't have the toys out in time. Oh so my they God! Sent, yes, sent kids yes. a cardboard box with <laughs> pictures on it and said, "In February, you'll get your toys." Uh, <laughs> I think I feel like they should do that for Baby Yoda this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. What a brilliant marketing ploy! Amazing oh marketing. Uh, what, who who played Wesley on Star Trek? Uh, Star Trek? Will, Wesley Crusher. Will, 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 Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Well, I went down to Grumman's, which isn't called Grumman's now, I guess, the Chinese theater. It's I think uh, TCL or TL, TCL. TCL. And I stood yeah. out. There, somebody basically said, "Oh, you're going to make bank if you go down tonight and hang oh. out," because it was the premiere. I didn't have tickets. Oh, I was just going to wander around. And, yeah, just hang out in my in my garb, <laughs> hung out with Iron Man and that group. Yeah. And, and basically, a lot of people called me a Hobbit, you know, sort of thing. It's like, okay. What the, whatever. Completely <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Those who recognized and were excited, you know, a few pictures, and then suddenly somebody came up and said, "Do you want a ticket to go in for the first?" showing what and i was yeah i sure because i didn't have plans this is for what the last jedi yeah oh last my god jedi. Yeah, so you're standing and out in front of the chinese theater out, dressed yep. as luke skywalker and, and someone come, goes come in and see it. come on in so ah. they, they gave me tickets so you and really used the force i did <gasps> you did <laughs> and it was did you say right before that were you like you will you give me tickets <laughs> <laughs> it was will wheaton's group one of the guys didn't show up and i sat with will wheaton's group yeah so was, oh, that's wow. my story thanks for and he's like a nerd uh guru now he is right yeah 
So yeah, he had like a bunch. board game network on YouTube yep. and stuff. He's like he deep, a deep geek. He played with the guild. I don't know if you guys know the yeah, guild. Yeah. Star, yeah. That, that's uh, what's her YouTube. name's thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <coughs> that girl, uh, uh, Doctor Horrible. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. I want to say Gillian. That's not a Gillian. I know. Uh, you know her. She's great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're pretty great too. Um, <laughs> wait. So is it? Uh, We're all great, and we have names. <laughs> uh, so do you talk afterwards? Does everyone go, hey, that was pretty, and you're sitting there chatting with Will Wheaton No, I, I was the only geek in a costume, that really. Awesome. And that was just, I'm just sitting there and, you know, occasionally Did you take a picture go, with Will Wheaton? No, he wasn't there. It was oh, his group. I didn't oh, see, okay. well, if he was there, oh, he was he very the incognito. Might have been, ticket. might have been, yeah. It was one of those <laughs> weird got, things. I thought so. you watched it with him. What the weird <laughs> Will Wheaton, there was like 12 people in this group. I saw Trick or Treat with Macaulay Culkin. That's off topic. Oh, wow. <laughs> But with Dave's story, I could say, like, hey, you know what? I saw um, Doctor Strange with Jeff Bridges. I mean, he wasn't there. But I mean, that's your story, right? But it was Will Wheaton's group. I mean, that's, that's his, what they were told. It was the people from his told. game show yeah. network, probably, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. All right, um, in the meantime, I'll talk about the results all of, right. of all this uh, movie we're talking about. Got it. At 620 million domestic, 1.3 billion worldwide. Wow. So, I mean, wow. it's a huge, wow. huge hit. That's why you can put 317 million into making it. They're. Until stole until now Marvel's still the only sure thing, because Solo kind of put a little hiccup in the uh, the box office. Because that only made one billion. That made like yeah, it yeah. made like five hundred. I, I think, know, like, and that uh, cost, and they had to shoot it twice. So that probably means yeah. it cost six hundred million dollars. <laughs> where, where does that money break down? Do you ever see the breakdown of where that money went? The money they spent. I'm always on that curious, movie. like how much of that is marketing. Even craft you know, service. Pork. I'm curious all how pork. much. Of that, like, I mean, we had shrimp every day. <laughs> I mean, my God. There's a lot of money that goes into well, making a movie. Well, what was the? Big that's thing? what I think Adam's talking about. Uh, here, they're hard to make. Here's the thing: you can complain about too much CGI, or you can complain about budget, but you can't do both because one thing costs money and the other doesn't as much. Well, I mean, I, I mean, they went to all real locations. They used puppets, yeah. all that stuff. That's expensive. And so, yay, Star Wars! They're using. They're not using CGI. Wow, these things sure are expensive. <laughs> well, and what's Except interesting the is they did build a lot of stuff like the the Skellig Michael stuff yep. they had to build a, a large part of that you know the what part uh, there, there's a huge part of Skellig Michael that they Felicia built Day on. oh, oh, oh yes. Felicia Day anyway go ahead <laughs> <laughs> points that's a three point question impressive I didn't look it up, didn't look it up. <laughs> but anyway they I mean there's a lot I mean there uh, going back to the documentary there's a there's a whole section of the documentary where Ryan Johnson and his producer are like talking about the budget and they're like okay well these are the things that we can build and we can have puppets for and we, and these are the other things that like we got to do CG and we got to try to keep the co I mean because it costs money, like the okay, the the milking of the uh, yeah, the cows. Okay, so yeah. a lot of people yeah. really hate. Um, There's blue milk or bluish green, I guess. On yeah, it's kind of green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but we find out where it comes from. Huge. That was I mean, so that, important. That was a big puppet. Huge expense. They literally had oh, the helicopter. Yeah, it was a puppet. They had to helicopter it in. To an island in like, the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the, because it's actually, because they were like, we want this to actually be on the island. I want it to be a practical, real thing. And so it's helicoptered in for this scene. I mean, it, yeah, crazy. No, no CGI sounds like a great idea until something physical breaks Han Solo's leg. You know? <laughs> right. And then you're like, oh, I get it. That, I guess I get it. A digital PA. door, he'd still be walking around and we'd have saved a week of shooting. Gotcha. That poor PA. Oh my God. Yeah. But I do like all the, uh, Costumes in the Hellboy franchise. Anyway, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of oh, like, yeah. like the tangibility of them. No, I love it. I love all the tangibility. I love yeah. that they did that for these Star Wars movies. I mean, it's it's 
so great how tangible everything well, is. What's interesting is all the real stuff in the Last Jedi uh, that looks fantastic. I like the. Whole, I mean, I, I talk about it a lot, but like the the lightsaber battle in the throne room, which I think is oh, the greatest lightsaber battle. I was going to bring that up. It's what, just what fantastic. It so great? First of all, the fight choreography I think is tremendous. The other thing that I I, I think is awesome is there's 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 subtext going on. There's story going on. I mean, these two people are kind of sort of building their relationship in a weird way. I mean, they're building trust. I mean, they're, you know, there's, and, and at the same token, they don't know each other and they don't, ultimately she's wrong about him. And, you know, I mean, I, there's a lot going on in, in the scene. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, that let's go back to also the production design of that red room yes. with the red guards. I mean, this is just uh, and, and the the idea, and this is very new to Star Wars, but the idea that you would have a a theme of red, and when they go to the 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 salt planet, I mean, that is a spectacular effect. That only there is only some sort of snow on the top of it, and when these you know these it's salt, I thought it's it was salt. Crust. I didn't think <laughs> beneath it, was it is salt for sure. Yeah. Uh, the the red stuff might be salt as well, but but you know that so so that salt. <laughs> <laughs> but that that so so and the foreboding amount of that uh, you know when you walk into that room that is so intense now to go back to what you're saying that that Kylo and her had for, forged this relationship in a very new Star Wars way using the force in a way we're familiar with you know I mean Luke sees uh, you know sees Bespin when he's on on Dagobah Ridge we know that there can be this communication this is the first one that really amps it up where I mean and the, the editing of the conversations oh between Kylo Ren and her uh, because there's some great editing in general in the film there's yeah. Yeah. It really is, yeah. and it's shot so she's looking one way on camera, yeah. he's looking at the other, and it's though they are in the same room. Yeah. Um, but Bob, um, Bob Ducey, right? Is Bob, that his name? Ducey, the editor. If I'm pronouncing. Oh the last yeah, you're name, right. right. Yeah, du yeah. Duke Ducey, Ducey or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that Felicia room Day. is so forbidding, you know, with the red guards and everything that when. She has had this communication with Kylo Ren, and they've gone back and forth, and they've basically gotten to know each other almost like a, a couple. I yeah. mean, this is the first time that Jedi and Sith can actually uh, have sex if they so choose, or kiss each other if they so choose. I mean, obviously you could with males as was, well, but well, I'm they, saying in the in the before. canon of Star Wars, yeah. you know, that these two could have a you know uh, a much more traditional relationship than Luke and Vader, obviously. Well, I know. love the sexual tension between them, and, yeah. and that scene, uh, you know, when they're projecting and in, in, in front of the fire place and luke you know does the whole i mean that it, it, it's it's amazing how great is this moment when when they're when they're when they're going back and forth and and when they finally and this is the fifth or sixth time that they've talked to each other and i and i do love that you know the first time she immediately she shoots at him and shoots yeah. through the wall yeah the first time he appears i love that that's her first instinct and then as they you know, go back and forth, and gradually they spend more time with each other over this force space or whatever. I love when they finally reach out, and it really it's like a relationship, like a yeah. couple. They two come together because they have something in common. Yeah. That and Ryan Johnson gives you that shot of just the two fingertips. It's extreme close as they are almost about to touch, and you can see the distance between them. And the second they touch, there is the sound of thunder yeah. in the background, and then the force theme starts to rise. Uh, because she sees at that moment that he was right, that Luke did try to kill him. Mm -hmm. Because up until then, we have a Rashomon kind of, right. you know, Luke, uh, you know, Kylo says, Luke tried to kill me. And Luke says, oh, he's a jerk, you know, but right. whatever. But she sees because she can now feel right. his real thoughts. And she starts crying because it so saddens her that, that Luke did that. Yeah. And when she accuses him because they immediately go into their battle right after that. I mean, we get to see Ray and Luke. It's not with lightsabers, but they are, you know, it's they're, a fantastic fight they're scene. doing the Again, dance. Great yeah. fight scene. 
And she says, she doesn't say, did you try and kill Kylo Ren? She says, did you create Kylo Ren? And that is such a good point. You know, you can't step into these giant force waters that can be universe-wide because Luke right. is going to project his, his, his body across the universe. I mean, this is big stuff that they're dealing with. Um, and, and that goes back into, and so she thinks she knows Kylo Ren. She thinks he can be made good, which is a classic theme, obviously. You could turn Vader back to good. Now she, but this is obviously a very different relationship than Luke and Vader. Right. It's become much more personal immediately in the, in the second movie. And when she ends up in that room... And she, was, she thinks she's going to go down there and go, hey, Kylo, it's me. You remember me? You and yeah. me? We kind of got together and we understood each other. Let's take down Snoke or whatever. And he's like, uh-uh. Puts the handcuffs on her, takes her into this foreboding room. And yeah. <clears throat> and you just like, that That room is just so much that you're like, she is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, speak, going back to the special effects, again, practical stuff, amazing things that they did um, that we can do now with special effects that we couldn't do, practical even. Mm-hmm. Um, when Luke... Uh, Catches. You no longer have to fire an actual laser at people, which yep. is nice. Which is safer. nice, because people are much, much safer. Yeah. safer. Uh, when Luke catches them almost, you know, their hands touching and all that yeah. stuff, uh, and the rocks go out, so they shot that against green screen, and all of the rocks were actually attached to some sort of cables, so oh, when wow. they actually yeah. do yeah, that it, is physical? it is practical, and they're flying, up, uh, yeah, so well, I was I, like, I that is bitching. And, and I, yeah. I love that moment, too, where it's basically caught kissing. You know, yeah, when, when yeah. Luke comes in, they're 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 like he sees Kylo Ren and yeah. her, and they're holding hands, and it's almost like, oh my god, busted kissing, <laughs> you know, like, oh, Dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course, the Jedi solution is I'm blowing the whole house up, like, right. no. <laughs> Which is, uh, and the idea. This was some of the trivia we unearthed when we were mm. looking up this movie. Uh, the idea of Luke training a young female Jedi is left over from Lucas's old notes about where he would end up oh, in, okay. in his. Uh, uh, older years yeah hmm. so i guess that's something they followed through on because you never know how much of his original ideas are still left in a story that seems like it just kind of said well we got We're this We're done. You know? yeah but i think that, that was the only thing they pulled I, I was just watching another youtube video about that and like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that's that's what they that was the one thing they pulled from lucas's ideas yeah and hmm. boy and and i just love the subversion of it because it's like he's so reticent because when you start thinking about the idea that, oh, my God, Luke, and, you know, in The Force Awakens, that, oh, my God, Luke had his own academy. Oh, this is so Jedi. This is so badass. And all you hear about how that's probably not a good idea, you know, because he made this crucial mistake where he saw the villainy inside this person has not made all the choices to be a villain yet, which is raised points. Like he hasn't made the choice to become evil. You can't kill him. It's not John Connor. I mean, you can't just kill John well, Connor really as the kid, you know, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, would you go yeah. back in time and kill Hitler as a baby. <laughs> oh, no, you kill him as an adult or, you, you know, try and save the baby. Yeah. Yeah. You make yeah. him uh, slip in the bathtub or something. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> what about Snoke? I mean, were you happy that, that he died? Yeah. Dispatch him right away. We're not waiting until the third, even though this is, got all the echoes of empire we're not going to just let him become the big bad that that see I mean, i'm with you by the way yeah. i love it yeah i love how bad. many things i love how many things that were set up by jj abrams that were swept off the table by ryan johnson mm. and i think like effectively like oh just when you think you can be ahead of this movie like oh well snoke is the new emperor it's you know yeah. in the third movie they're gonna kill snoke. And, yeah. and, and the fact that it's kylo ren that kills yeah. her and also i love this they have this relationship the two of them um, that is obviously quite fraught. But at the moment where he decides to kill uh, Snoke and set himself free, those two are on each other's side because that whole room yep. full of Praetorian guards are going to attack. And I love that. They get they back to back and they fight together. 
And then at the end of that, you're like, I mean, this is such an amazing moment. Great lightsaber fight, mm-hmm. obviously. And as a, as, a, as a kid, you know, when you saw the Emperor's Royal Guard in Return of the Jedi, right? Those are the coolest looking thing. The red oh guards. Oh God, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wanted them to unload at some point. That's never happened. They right? did this with my figure in my house. Exactly. In my driveway, that Imperial Guard was <laughs> exactly. bananas. Right, yeah. that, every adventure. I mean, yeah. every adventure we have with our toys, that that guard was awesome. And so this is, this is Ryan Johnson doing the same thing. When I yeah. saw those red guards, I was like, and then when they finally all start battling, I'm like, this is such vindication for the Emperor's Royal Guard <laughs> doing not only so little in Return of the Jedi. Like, when you looked at the action figure, you're like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest adventure. They literally leave. That's their superpower. They leave. <laughs> they leave super us. leave. Leave us. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, man, we never see any action. I don't think there's uh, any other command. character. <laughs> I know so much about the Force, man. Come on. Wait, let's go to David on this. Yeah. Because now oh. we never got Snoke's backstory. Like we're all about That's the who are raised parents. Did that bug you? No, didn't. I don't need to know that backstory. Oh, okay, yeah, just I mean, that, the only You felt he was yeah. disposable. Kinda. I mean, it, 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 well, he's a bad guy, you know, and it's just like you don't need to necessarily know where he comes from. But you see this younger one with this power that's already been established, and you think, okay, where did she come from? I, I just, I would like to see that tied up. <laughs> all right, well, I'm sure I mean, it will. Well, I mean, JD's got to tie up 42 years. But I mean, it doesn't have to be. Uh, the point is, it could come from anywhere, and and if that's the point they're going for, then that's uh, that's satisfied. But it really was kind of set up that we're going to find out who her parents are. Now, didn't but was that a preconception of the audience? I mean, was that a preconception yeah, of like be. we really feel like we need to to have this because. In the novels, the, all the you know they all have these kids and all of this stuff. I mean, is was that Archetypal. a pre, like something yeah. that was brought over? I mean, I know she's curious about her parents in the storyline, but was that just something we brought to it? I don't know. I'm just I mean, that's curious. a that's a theme, obviously. Yeah. Luke, yeah, exactly. Luke, I'm your father. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it's 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 part and parcel of Star Wars. Yeah, I think, sure. I think a lot of it comes from that of just like we know there's a passing on. Where did this come from? Let yeah, me I mean, that's one of the notes on the yeah. keyboard, you know. Now, let me ask you this. And this is for everybody. That's though I know. Would you anything. have been satisfied <laughs> or would you have been happy if she would have been Luke's daughter? I, I wouldn't need to see that. I mean, but that would have been at least something. I mean, that was almost too obvious. So I would have liked to seen something a little more, you know, undercurrent. What perhaps. about you? I don't know. I, I, I do have to say, you are taking the word of a Sith that she is not. <laughs> that's as well. You yeah. are right now. I know. To I say know. that is the fact. You have taken the word of a Sith. I know. That's true. That's which, true. Which is, and, and, and now I got to say, like, yeah, there's some dissatisfaction of whether, you know, Ray's parents are or whatever. And, and we still don't know. We still don't know. Right. But the, the fact when they first come together or first start talking, force talking, uh, Kylo Ren and, and Ray, he... Uh, he latches onto her biggest uh, fulcrum with which he can turn her to the dark side, and that is her curiosity about her parents. That's what he sees immediately. He and 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 oh, that's and what he's doing there, or could be doing, unless he turns out to be a good guy. But what he's doing there is, what is the one thing that I can control you with? Because he's a, he's a, he's trained under the Sith, and it's that is the one thing that drives her. If you can grab that leash of her parents, you could drag her around anywhere and make her do anything. Which brings me back to the moment after that lightsaber fight, which is 
the best moment in this movie. And one of the best... I was hoping you would bring this up. I do like your take on this. One of the best moments in any Star Wars movie. Now, of course, this movie has lots of great echoes. As we've said, there's Dagobah, there's all this stuff. Oh, you're going to kill the Emperor. Ah, but they're not waiting for the third movie. Now they're going to kill this Emperor here. And as it turns out from... Yes, I do have heard that Emperor Palpatine is in this new movie. I haven't seen any shots of it or anything like that. But I I do know that. That is spoiled. But... um, And what happens immediately after that? So they are on the same side. They fight the Praetorian Guard because they're going to kill them. So they have to fight back to back. And then I think we're lulled into thinking, oh, well, they're together on this now. And then immediately after that, we have the join me moment, right? An exact replica of the Luke, join me. We can rule the galaxy as father and son. But the emotion behind it is completely different. Okay? The emotion in this one He literally says, join me, and then with tears in his eyes, he says very beggingly, please, in a a very wounded child. And you realize he's now alone. He now really needs her. He's actually the weak one in that scenario. Mm -hmm. And before that, he he tells her that her parents were nobodies. Isn't that right? Is that after yeah, the fight that I he tells so. her? Yeah. Okay. And, and and the psychology, and if you look at that whole monologue he delivers right before that about how your parents were nobody, they were nothing, um, that is just so controlling of her. I mean, he's really Sith he AF. Says, but you're not moment. nothing to me or something to that. Effect. That's right, right. That's yeah. right. That's a great line. But you, but you, but yeah. But, but not to me. But to not to me. Not to me. Yeah, you're right. And and I mean, these, these are all just genius little yeah. machinations in there too. And But then when he says, join me, and with tears in his eyes, a tear rolling out and he says please he really needs any companion at this moment or he is well and, and i also what, what kind of a uh, sith he is compared to vader mm-hmm. not stable yeah, not, yeah. Not, no not, not no in his element which not is the, which is the genius thing yeah. about him too especially as we get towards the battle of crate <laughs> blow that piece of junk out of the sky <laughs> he's so <Yes>. unhinged <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> really makes me laugh at how unhinged he gets by the yeah. end of that movie. And Adam Driver's so good at being funny, and every everything well, he does is good. It's interesting you, that I was going to bring up. We haven't talked much about how great Adam Driver is. I, I've talked a Amazing. little bit about how much I love Daisy Ridley. I, th- I actually think she's one yeah, of the greatest. Yeah, uh, I just, yeah. I believe her. I think she grounds it in truth. It's just, it's a beautiful performance. But Adam Driver, man, he just brings it, and and. He has a great way of being, uh, of playing all those levels and dark and all that stuff, but then being vulnerable with it. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, that's what yeah. makes it so interesting. Yeah. He's not just pissed off and he's not just angry. You know, um, when we go back and, because to me, Adam Driver is, is in, and I saw it in Force Awakens, I mean, he kind of represents everything I, at least for myself, I wished that. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, you know Hayden Christensen. He's a second. He's a second. I, 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 shot I with wish that. he would have yep. brought to the role, and you know, and I'm good, sure good, that's bad, in right my mind wrong. too. I mean, he he you know he he did what he did, and he did his best. And there was there was some good moments, but 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 Adam Driver has this sense, this distressed and confused, and and trying to figure fake out, confidence. trying to fight it, and fake confidence, and all of this. I mean, there's subtext, and it's just like, oh my god. And I I I think it's interesting that that Ryan Johnson destroyed the 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 helmet 
Yeah. Um, because, I, and I thought it was great, although there was a small part of me just, you know, this is our jaded side of being in the industry where I'm like, ah, did he have it in his contract for him to, for his face to be more shown? Yeah, and I hope like Spider-Man uh, 2. Yeah. Right? We need to like, see Tobey Maguire a little yeah, more. Yeah, you're like, I hope that's not the case. But From the people that brought us The Mandalorian? Probably not. Yeah. I, prob- <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I mean, I think it was, I think it it really did make him more vulnerable. It humanized him. I think and, that's and, why and it's on of, purpose. And I think that's why it's on purpose. I'm, I, I, Those eyes need to be seen this entire journey because he's get, he goes from from being that sort of fake tough guy that yeah. he was in Force Awakens to just completely again join me please. Well, Snoke <laughs> makes him take the mask off. I mm-hmm. mean, he's like to you know take that ridiculous take helmet ridiculous off or whatever mask. he says yeah. you know and yeah that's very interesting. I and and I gotta tell you again like the the whole thing of, of notes from Star Wars played in a different way in a different symphony. The Force Awakens that's one of the brilliant things they do. They give you the full Darth Vader entrance at the beginning. Bam! Bum, bum, bum. He does all the Darth Vader stuff and kills these people in the battlefield and all this stuff. And he's back in his Death Star doing all his Darth Vader stuff. And then when he captures her, who is about to become his equal, he thinks he's got a weak prey here. And then he is scared by how powerful she is with the Force in that scene. I'm back on Force Awakens yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but when he first takes that mask off, and this is the first time these two are going to be face to face... That's a, if you if you don't know the movie already, but I mean, you're watching it for the first time. It, it's this young handsome guy. Yeah, you're like I mean you, you think of well, all right, yeah, he's not the most attractive <laughs> guy, but but I'm saying he's not burned Darth Vader crazy Michael Myers young, no. exotic looking guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ballet dancer is the first thing that crossed my mind. <laughs> no, I mean, Driver's got total chops. Just watch Silence or any of the Noah Baumbach films, and right yeah. now he's nominated for a Golden Globe for Black Klansman for Marriage Story. And oh, I want to see this. Oh. Oh. Dying to see this. Deliver the goods because it's apparently just this emotionally bare divorce story and, and wow. apparently he's amazing in it so right. yeah he's, yeah, he's he got the goods yeah. Yeah, he's totally got the goods <laughs> I, and I also love, just as, as, as a fan too, I, I love that they gave him this Darth Vader voice, this kind of this yeah. sort of thing. But when he takes the mask off, hey. his voice kind of sounds like that anyway. I thought that was so great when the mask comes off and he still kind of sounds like this. Like, all right. All right. He can talk like Darth Vader with the mask off. I thought yeah. that was so good. Yeah. Agreed. And how about uh, Hamill's performance in this yeah. one? David? Do you watch, do you try and do anything he does? Uh, what would that be? I, that's what I'm asking. Describe Use the what force, hold a lightsaber. I mean, uh, yeah, there's really, I've, I've Cut looked. Cut your hand off? Have <laughs> you ever, <laughs> are you committed to this or what? Have I'm you ever not. milked an alien? <laughs> I, I was hoping, they're, I, they're flying a puppet into my place. Oh. Uh, uh, a couple <laughs> Damn it, you should just go CGI, so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what to grasp. I don't know what's there that I could make it. I mean, everybody does the uh, Tachi line anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. talk about him, so it's the, that's what it's they Hachi? know. Everybody does the Toshiba line. <laughs> that's just what you that's, said when Biggs and Tank left. That's but if you one. talk about Luke Skywalker, <laughs> that's the line people go to. Uh, the number of times, I mean, I've only stood down on Hollywood Boulevard once, but those who did recognize <laughs> Hey, but it worked out for you. That's, yeah, exactly. That's the line they went to. That was the go-to line. I wanted I to go to Taji Station and pick up some power converters. And you're, and you're sitting there like, really? Not... I'm a Jedi like my father before me. <laughs> we got to right. do the Tachi no, station. No. Right. <laughs> Sometimes they would, you know, dad sort of thing. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, I don't know what, could you pick out his voice among uh, nah, a lineup? I I yeah, so. I don't know. And I, sacrifice I, I Han and Leia. <laughs> That's a different one. I, I think Mark's. I, I think Mark Hamill's performance in this is just flawless. Right? It was I, really I enjoyable to watch. Made, yeah. I think it's. I mean, I I don't know about all his other like on camera career. I mean, I know he's done a lot of voiceover, so we lo- all love that work. Mm-hmm. But but in terms of his on camera career, 
I actually think this is like his quintessential. It's a meaty role. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really is an yeah. awesome role to play. And, yeah. And he didn't really do much in the first three. I didn't think as far as acting went. It was mm. was kind of just having fun. But there was meat to this. Oh, one, I don't know. I, I mean, so. Empire for sure. There's a lot of stuff going on in Empire. I think over the course of the show, I've talked about how much I love his arc from Star Wars to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, he said hey, he is starting out Patachi Station by yeah. the end. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's all in black. He's got the full. You know, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's always stuff. been the yeah. defense of that. Is like yeah. from Tashi Station to walking into Jabba's palace all in black. You're like, oh man. Yeah. Okay. I'll give <laughs> you. Yeah. Go. There was yeah. there. There's, there's some growth there. there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, by now he's uh, old and and uh, you know haunted. Do yeah. any Jedi's yeah. make it out okay? Like I'm, I'm asking in the history of Star Wars, are any Jedi's old and like awesome? Execute are they hermits like Ben Kenobi, or are they dead, or are they you know? Do they ever I, like? It seems like we know about all the Jedi's there are. Although this movie posits that there are uh, there are plenty of Jedi. You don't have to go to yeah. a temple, and in fact, this temple failed, much like kind of the original Jedi temple failed in a, a certain way in the prequels as well. Right. That th- this right. movie's saying the Last Jedi is an ironic title. I think that's the only ironic Star Wars title. But that, that, he's not the last Jedi. There will never be a last Jedi because any of us can be a Jedi. But Jedi is one of those terms that's not. What's the plural of Jedi? So it may yeah. not be. It, it could be the last uh, yeah, group of Jedi. You're so, right. Yeah. 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 Jedi is plural. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was really wise. Thank you. Well, as we all know, <laughs> see that's how you sound like Mark Hamill. You sound wise. As we all know, it comes down to. Uh, uh, midi chlorian count. Okay. Um, uh, did you know? I, I found this, and I, I don't know if this is true or not. But uh, Benicio del Toro, space fenster. Um, <laughs> this was his second brush with Star Wars. He was originally cast as Darth Maul uh, in the prequels, but dropped out when the character was cut down. Really? Yeah. I had never heard that. I had never heard that either. So I don't know if it's true, but you know, the interwebs. <laughs> Internet uh, said sure, so. Internet, Internet said so. Yeah. So it's definitely true. <laughs> Darth Maul as Fenster. He's in uh, one of those Timothy Dalton uh, Bond movies. Right? He is. Which That's one's right. he in? He's, a, he's like oh, Stewie's back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like the first lackey, right? Like the the bodyguard guy. And it's the what's the first? Uh, not Lazenby. Uh, the the Dalton. other Lazenby. Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. yeah the oh. first, first Dalton. Living Daylights. Yeah, yeah, he's in Living Daylights. Yeah. Living Daylights. Because Carrie Lowell, I think, is also in that one. Oh no, no, that's License to Kill. Oh, it is. He's in License to okay, Kill. So he's yeah. in License to Kill. Hmm. Yeah. So that's eighty nine. Yeah. So that's 30 years of Benicio del Toro. So he's yeah. in more things than you wow. think. That's true. And could have been in more things. Well, maybe he was Darth Maul and we just don't know. I mean, it, it could have been. At last we reveal ourselves to the Jedi. A lot Jedi. of makeup. At last we reveal ourselves to the Jedi. <laughs> flip you. Flip you for real. No PC. No goddamn right. Oh, I do want to talk about real quick. What did you think about the Canto Bite sequence? Because that seems to be the sequence. This whole storyline with Finn and Rose, to me, uh, is ultimately uh, tied. Oh, well, what? <laughs> what? Do I have well, a, a lot of people say that, but. <laughs> What'd but, you say? Pointless. Pointless. Um, to me, it. it uh, wrong what, way to put it. You're you're correct, but that's the wrong word to use. Yeah, what, it's not right necessary to no. the plot, but it is not pointless. It is not pointless. A lot of points are made in that. In fact, it's misguided. almost there. It's it's almost there as a repository for a lot of points, actually. Yeah, <laughs> to me, it's, it's actually it's yeah. actually yeah. there. They wanted to run short to to drive home the theme. <laughs> they had to hit two and a half hours. Yeah. It was contractual. <laughs> it's it's there to drive home the theme of failure. 
I mean, that's, you know, there's so much about this. I mean, that that's Yoda's big sort of lesson in the end is yeah, that failure is the teacher. That and that's, and yeah. that's essentially what he... Failure also failure. Yeah, this failure is, is a great teacher as well. And and that's, I don't know, that that's well, what I think. I, I do say that's one of the most radical, fun things. And again, I think the Canto Bites sequence is meant to be a little bit of fun also. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have the most, I mean, they have a mission. Uh, they got to get the thing to put in the thing so the thing will happen, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's about as important as it really is. Yeah, <laughs> had to get a few punchlines in. So, yeah, yeah. They, they needed the, the comedy. It's the MacGuffin. It's the, yeah. Um, but um, the MacGuffin is that the animal they rescued? The nah, MacGuffin? that's the MacGuffins. <laughs> they let the MacGuffins. Yeah, you know, the MacGuffins. Milk. Which, by the way, that was all CG, and that was not. Some of that was not great. CG. Yeah, I mean, it, that's. Uh, I, yeah, that, that that was a bit of fun. And I, I'll tell you what. I, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> what is great about Canto Bite is uh, is that it is the repository for the idea that um, it can't always be Empire and Rebels, right? Yep. At some point, this First Order is going to go yeah. away, and this Rebel is almost is down to one Millennium Falcon full of people at the end of this movie. So these two things that that we're like, ooh, you know, for 30 years or whatever since Jedi, you know, we're like, ooh, whatever happened to these two factions? Well, this is what happened to it, um, but that's not the all the villainy in the universe. Yeah. The, the, and I do love that this is, that, that they set up the scum and villainy, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, I hate this place, and it's this rich, posh place. Yeah. And you realize, like, oh, there's more types of scum and villainy villainy these are the guys who yeah. are making the ships to destroy each other you know these are the weapons contractors these are the you know these people white collar crisis yeah so that's, that's the last of the rebel that's that's it in millennium Falcon. yeah at the yeah, end of this that's movie it, that's, that's all that's left the rebels yeah they get it down to a star trek cruise worth of people which is interesting i, I guess i just never it crossed my mind that there wasn't other rebel bases throughout. well but they do say that i mean they have you know that's true they did put out a call for other yeah. rebels yeah. so okay. yeah you're so right there's others yeah. jo- that would join this current group obviously they right. they scale it down but that's but the in story this movie. we're following yeah, yeah. Right. Story. i mean it just seems like there could be a call for anybody out yeah there. yeah okay uh, yeah. by the way i do want to say in yeah they did put a call out. in terms of the canto bite scene uh that scene has the, what i think is the greatest shot in any star wars film it's great isn't it that like that opening this. shot where they he he the camera goes across the entire casino yeah. and it lands on finn running up to the table I don't know how the hell they. I mean, that is a damn well, hard shot I, because there's a lot of stuff that happens at each of the tables that that goes on, and then it, and then for it to land on Finn. I mean, just to get the focus right on that damn they, shot. They is put incredible. a little X on the carpeting, Paul. And they tell him to hit the mark. <laughs> hey, Paul. Well, that part I get. <laughs> hey, Paul. Before I argue down your point, would you like to make it? <laughs> this happened in Birdcage. Mike Nichols did an opening shot of Birdcage. But anyway. Okay, but Birdcage does not have a tradition of going into cantinas in in uh, its series. So again, this is another note, and I don't want to see a Star Wars movie without a cantina. I loved in, yeah. in Force Awakens, we go into that. However, that is much more scum and villainy. That is all the, yep, you know, kind of yep. classics. And of course, we like that, because we, we like our Moss Eisley cantina. Yeah. This one, however, flips it, like everything in this movie, f- takes the thing we love and we know we want to see, and then flips it on its head so the scum and villainy are a different white collar scum and villainy and and in the variation he does versus the original is of course the the original cantina it's dun 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 dun, dun, and it's shot creature creature shot shot all montage you know that sort of classic like george lucas montage style and so i love that this one does a single shot it's the first cantina we've seen with a single shot and it's a beautiful i thought that was a really really long they had to build this huge set yeah to fulfill that i mean just the amount of extras alone to direct that and get that. I mean, yeah, everybody's going to hit their marks. 
Yeah. But I do love that I we get I, another I cantina, that, yeah. another world. It's always tradition to get other worlds in, in Star Wars. Oh, there's the snow planet, lava planet. This is the rich resort planet. I just thought that was cool. Everything's gilded in it and everything's clean and beautiful. And and going back to your point, I love that they screw everything up on it. Yeah. The very first thing they're there to do, they screw up. They don't even get close to the guy that's going to break their code for them. I mean, they mess everything up, but, you know, but they end up freeing the animals, which kind of has sort of a release the horses kind of sort of western sort of feel or something <laughs> but 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 then, then she makes the point when she lets the favier that's what those those animals are yeah. called which they are racing by the way and, and that's also where they introduce the, this is why i say um points are made because the kids that look after the faviers are these slave kids that at the end and that we see at the end you see yes, and yes. she reveals i love the code ring that she reveals yes. that i'm a rebel and that's just like so and he, the fact that she's doing it to kids you're like oh my gosh that's such great kid high adventure like uh-huh uh, right. you know here's that, my secret uh, ring that kid wasn't on the millennium falcon either he wasn't a Millennium yeah, Falcon. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He was left on the planet. That's yeah. true. So it's not just the Millennium Falcon. Well, he sees that's something true. Oh, across you're right. You're right. Sky, you're right. So. There is no last Jedi. There is no last Rebel. Right. You're right. That's yeah. a that's a whole thing. There's no last Jedi. There's no last Rebel. It it's going to continue. What's the line that the, the Emperor says in the trailer? Oh, I'm so sorry, Adam. But he says something like, yeah, this will be the end of Skywalker. But That's from Jedi. Uh, but is, that the, is it echoing no, in the trailer? No, something like... Uh, at last you've seen the no, end of the rebellion. Your journey is at its end. Oh. Is what uh, he, he says, says something about the, the end of Skywalker. That would be from Jedi. That's Jedi. But, but they reuse lines in the trailers. No. Did, huh? it, either way, it's weird to bring up because he died in this movie. <laughs> right. But see the end die. of Skywalker. He died dead. already. Skywalker's in the title. Is that weirder than Skywalker being in the title? Look, of I this brought movie? this up at the last <laughs> show. I said, okay, show me how you wrap up a trilogy with the word rise in the title. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I mean, it would make sense. Well, the second one had the word if, last. If we're, so, we're you saying know. that <laughs> if we're saying that his father was Immaculate Conception, are we going to have a resurrection? Hmm. But he's well, not then he'd go it, then. in the well, truest sense though, he's not dead. He's not dead. Yeah, well, well the force the force exactly. dictates you never do die. David, exactly. Yeah. David, will we see Force Ghost Luke? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we know that for Question. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know that for sure. So he's not yeah, dead. I haven't he's... seen the trailer. Oh, yeah. No, we know that for sure. I mean, Mark <laughs> Hamill has definitely come out. I, I mean, I'm, unless I'm wrong. Am I wrong? No, I think no, he's I, in I, this. Sure. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. He said about he's about in it. Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense it's going to be Force. He could be in it with flashbacks. I wonder if we'd see Force Ghost. Well, but he's all Force Ghost, right? You're going to see, like, Goose talking to Maverick, basically. He's going to be there. Wait, are we talking about Tom? Is that going to happen? But see, I don't think it's, it doesn't happen in the Maverick sequel. I don't want Goose coming back as a Force Goose. No, he's <laughs> <laughs> Goosebusters. You might need that if he comes back. Duck, duck, Goose. No, he's he's going to be there in, in some form of presence. There's no question. He's yeah. not well, he's not dead in the truest sense because it's the Force. I don't know if you know this, but naval officers do return in spirit form after they are uh, killed in the line of duty. So <laughs> yeah. it's true. Reference. <laughs> Top Gun. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, anything else you want to say about The Last Jedi? I love it. I know you do. Let me look my some of my 20-page document here and see if there's <laughs> any point I haven't made. Uh, no, I actually... I don't is, think so. Um, I will no, say, I think I made it, all. the other yeah. thing that's interesting is, that turns things on its head, Poe Dameron. Entire character is based around being the best pilot in, in the uh, Resistance. And so what do we do? We take away his ship. Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, I I remember sitting, I mean, it was another one of those moments. And I always say, this movie was so unexpected. When they blew up his ship, I was like, wait, what? 
I, I just, I, my jaw was on the floor. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Wait, they blew up Poe's ship? Wait, what? Yeah. His X-Wing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When did they blow? Oh, that's right. They yeah. blew that up, yeah, yeah, fairly early on, actually. I think Kylo Ren fires the shot that that's goes into right. the That's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love Kylo Ren almost killing his mother and oh. decides not to and then two tie fighters blow her up anyway talk about like, great editing shit. that moment and also uh cinematography so the framing of that shot him in the in the tie fighter and then leia kind of yeah. feeling that he's there and the framing their heads they do like that same, slight and, dissolve and, and, and it's a, it's got to be like a six frame yeah, dissolve yeah, yeah, or something yeah, that's great and it's just it just goes back she and can forth tell he's and, there yeah and it's just ah oh, it's so good in his hand you and know, it takes, comes off the trigger, and you're like, ah, it's so good. And then they kill her anyway. I know. And you, well, I mean, talk about a shocking moment. They try to. Oh, well, of course. Should we talk about that moment? Sure. Okay. Go, <laughs> I'll talk, I'll, go, David. Go. No, no. I, I, I found it odd to have her come floating back. Oh yeah. Well, she's yeah. never used the force, but we know she has it. But that—that that was just an. See, odd, I'm with you. I mean. Yep. Yeah. How about how about this shot though? Did you did you agree with this shot when her hands there in space and there's all this uh, crystals, galactic yeah, dust and yeah. stuff and when her hand moves a little bit the yeah. dust goes boom. Yeah. It moves away. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, it's I so know. See, I and the like other the thing like people were like, there's oh, such she, little details like that. People were so upset like, oh, she's flying. I'm like, no, she didn't fly. She she pulled the metal towards her, she pulled herself. She's not Magneto. She just pulled uh, yeah, herself to yeah, the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, she pulled herself to the ship. I mean, that's that's what it was. So I, I yeah. think the fact that Carrie had passed too was it was kind of odd. I mean, that, doesn't that, that make it more shocking? That, You're that like, was, did they just kill her yeah. on screen and we know she's dead? I mean, because yeah. they're not going to have Paul Walker die in a car crash no. in, in Fast and Furious Eight. <laughs> we know they're not yeah. going to kill her on screen. Right. She actually died. They don't do that. that you know, rough. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was a very sad. Mo- I mean, there was yeah. a lot of emotions there. Of course, the reality. Of it as but well, then you get so. her back, which is kind of yeah, exhilarating. Yeah. yeah, kind of like that. Know. It was emotional. Like I always stay and watch it because I love the music. I always stay and watch the you yeah, know the end credits, yeah, everything. And they have sure. that one moment uh, where they you know say our print you know to our princess you know yeah. for sure. And then it's just I love that she's back in this and theme. she's never going to die in these movies. I, yeah, they're going to end but this movie with her alive. I love that. I mean, I assume you know. Yeah. Oh my! I hope they do. I hope she is. They're going to end this movie with her alive and Luke. I mean, well, Luke's already dead. Luke's dead right. and Han's dead, but I don't. I don't think she's going to die in this movie. It'd be I think, cool if Han <laughs> think came back so as cool. a Force ghost, but I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, but no. Uh, and how are they bringing her back? I mean, they're they so using footage. So my understanding is there. So there was a lot of footage in Force Awakens. There was right. a whole storyline of her actually doing stuff with the Republic. There was okay. supposed to be a little bit of an homage to the whole Senate thing in the prequels and all of that, and we were supposed to see her kind of dealing with the republic and their sort of lack of support of the resistance because the because the republic actually has its own had its own fleet its own quote army or whatever okay but uh, uh she formed the resistance because she found out that the the uh uh who are the bad guys the First Order. First Order. I always forget. I, the Empire was so much easier. It's just one word. Uh, uh, that the First Order, uh, she found out that the First Order was essentially forming and you know yeah, getting yeah. more powerful across the galaxy and stuff. And she kept kind of saying like, hey, this is a problem we need to deal with. Anyway, that that was apparently part of that storyline that she was supposed to have. And then eventually they were like, oh, cut okay. that. Which, by the way... That leaves a whole plot line of footage that they can use. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a whole plot line use, of footage yeah. that they can use. Which, by the way, the, the scene in Force Awakens when the when Starkiller Base you know destroys the, the planets and we see this one kind of like 
woman kind of looking up and the the lasers coming towards them and stuff. That woman in particular was someone she had scenes with, and there was a whole storyline uh, with them. So is that her daughter? That no, her daughter's no, the blonde. Billy Lord. Uh, Billy, yeah. yeah, she's the blonde in. in uh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I love that she's has a bigger role in Last Jedi. I mean, it just from from a bigger family perspective, it's just like yes, that's awesome. Yes, your daughter should be in there. Damn straight. Love it. <laughs> I just, as an audience member, I have a hard time seeing them if they'd done CGI and brought them in. And I think I've heard they're not going to. But that, that just bugs me to see an actor who has passed and they're just like, well, we're going to recreate. No, I think they said very specifically they do not, not want to do any do CGI. It's all going to be actual footage. I think I what's going to happen is. Or over yeah. the shoulder stuff with this look alike kind of Yeah, thing. I think I that's what's going to be. I think there's going to be like some, like, okay, we can take this line, we can take these words, yeah. we can cut to her. And then the rest of it's going to be over the shoulder with a sound alike. I think that's what how they it just kind of bugs me. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, did you like Rogue One? I mean, I thought I thought that was because because she's never you know that CGI Princess Leia. That's the 1977 right, Princess Leia. Right. We actually literally can't get that even if she was exactly. alive. Yes, you know, right. that, that's so, or Tarkin. You know, from that. I think that's kind of cool. But okay, the yeah. Tarkin thing yeah. I loved. I know you didn't love it, but I I I just remember being like, I mean, oh, I know there's CGI, but all right, it's but, yeah, I mean, but I'm good. Not real dinosaurs. But why? A guy Jurassic who looks like Tarkin. Ex- yeah, but why? And then it doesn't have to distract Just me the because? entire movie. So it doesn't have to distract me the entire movie. Yeah. I sit there and I see the but flaws. You, but I you, see you get the, over it. You know, uh, see, I didn't see. Clearly not. I, it's when did Rogue One come out? <laughs> didn't see a lot of flaws, but I, I really, I thought they did a good job with it. By the, by the way, while, while I was uh, looking up the two points I wanted to make here, I did write this line down, which I, which I thought was great that Rose says on that planet, because, you know, she hates that they're mistreating these creatures and these yeah. kids are enslaved to take care of these creatures. It's all for these rich people who are also building these ships so that we can blow each other up. I mean, you know, screw these guys to the maximum. But she says, and I thought this is almost, this could be easily be a John Hughes line or something. I wish I could put my fist through this entire lousy, beautiful town. Yeah. That's a great line. It's a great line. It, 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 it's a, like Rose or not, that's a, she, she's, she's, she's a character. By the way, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, I think yeah. is her, believe is her name. She's fantastic in the role, and I, I really feel badly for the the horrible things that have happened to her on the internet. I mean, I know people, yeah. you know, I I, uh, I have mixed feelings about the character itself, to be honest. But I think she is fantastic in the role. It's summed up in the Facebook pages I belong to online. One is uh, Star Wars fans. And the other one is Star Wars fans who actually like the movies, which had to be made after the other one got too toxic. The people broke up. Yeah. They said, we're going to make this other page that is as titled. Yeah. I, I mean, some some people have extreme reactions to these movies. And I, I will, I'll say to people, I mean, first of all, I could talk Star Wars, obviously, all day long. Uh, and obviously, some people want to talk Star Wars. And I have the Bill Murray line from Groundhog Day, which is, do you want to talk about weather or you're just making chit chat? Because I could just chit chat about <laughs> Star Wars, but I can really talk Star Wars if you need me to. But um, but but, uh, you know, and I, I will say to some people sometimes they get vehemently against, you know, The Last Jedi Force Awakens. And I say, it's OK to not be a Star Wars fan, but simply be a fan of Star Wars. You liked Star Wars. You don't have to continue the whole journey. You don't have to take it so offensively. That's you know? interesting. You, yeah, I, I said that. there's a That's difference great. between being a Star Wars fan and a fan of Star Wars. I mean, some yeah. people are just like, well, they've never made it back to that great, you know, purity of the originals and stuff. And it's like, That's fine. You don't have to have this incredibly negative reaction to Force Awakens. You know, it's like, it's fine. That's really interesting. The other thing, too. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to and, and to be concerned about her feelings. I mean, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, we want you to play Jar Jar Binks in this movie and you're not sure if it's going to go well, do you say, no, I don't want to be a Star Wars character right. and, and run the risk of having people or do you go, yeah, I'll do it and if it sucks, you still go, but I, I did it. Right. I mean, uh, so how much 
how much upset do you get if people go, I don't like your character? I right. mean, it's, yeah. you know, they're going to What's interesting you. about her, too, I just read this story uh, in preparation for this that I, I thought it was fascinating. She kept it so secret that she was doing Star Wars, she didn't even <laughs> tell her family wow. that she had wow. done it. And she kept telling them she was doing some independent film in Canada That's awesome. or something. <laughs> How and fun. I was like, you are so fantastic. I love you. I mean, just that. <laughs> so Want to go cool. see Star Wars? Uh, was yeah. that you? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, so that cool. Was, That's very cool. On the yeah. D23 Inside Disney podcast, I co-produce. Nice. <laughs> uh, they talked about an upcoming show for Disney Plus called uh, Jedi... Council something. Uh, I can't remember the name. But basically, it's a kid's <laughs> But show. I co-produce for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Good call. Uh, it's, it's where kids are doing Jedi challenges, and it's a little game uh, show where oh, they can... Fun. Do feats of bravery and skill. They should have and a Luke Skywalker lookalike. Are you producing any of that? Well, I'll tell you who the host is Ahmed Best. So oh, the Jar Jar Binks uh, redemption so is in effect. Nice. I'll tell you, if there's anybody that That's can bounce awesome. back from like a bad Star Wars appearance, I mean, that guy's got personality extra. He's got. Apparently, he has all the things you need for a Jedi. The, the description of him hosting is because he's got like martial arts skills and he's funny and he can sing and he can do all this crazy yeah. stuff. Well, he's got, Jar Jar is the well, master Sith. We know that. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Working on the I do love yeah. that theory. Is really funny, that by is the way. Awesome. It's the greatest theory and, ever. And, and, and whoever did that video like nailed it. Like yeah. it's so believable. You're by the end. You're like, it could huh. be. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think that was it. You know. Um. And by the way, I just want to say about him. Like he he is like physically like he's a great actor, like a great physical actor. I mean, all that stuff he did. I mean. It, it was amazing. I, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I think he's an impressive person still. I mean, yeah. all right, we don't like that character, but like, yeah, that yeah. guy, that kid was in Stomp, and he's had, had and yeah. and so if you don't like the character, it's like, wow, he still has a lot of character. Yes, and nonetheless, <laughs> yes. it's a whole voice and a whole physical. Well, Twenty thing. years yeah. has got to be the the redemption point. So yeah, step out from the shadows. <laughs> yeah, you get to work again. <laughs> yeah. I think. Amen. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I think that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I that's think good. that's exciting. What was your other point? All right, the 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 last point of the the one of the great moments in this is uh, the reunion of Luke Skywalker and R two D two, and uh, and the. the and you forget, you just forget where this all started. This all started yeah. from that message of Leia. And the whole point is trying to get Luke off this island and back into the life and back to his sister. And I mean, I love that he goes, there's nothing you could say that would make me want to come back yeah. with you. And then R2 just yes. turns his head and turns on that Princess Leia message Brilliant. from the first one. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, you can't tell me this movie doesn't know how to be a Star Wars movie when there's a moment like that. And we've all forgotten about that message. We love Star Wars. But at that moment, I think everybody in the, the audience was just like, <laughs> not Agreed. a dry eye in the house on that one. I think that's so cool. Um, Speaking of not dry eyes, uh, the scene with uh, uh, Luke and Leia at the end. Absolutely, I, I think, right? I think. I mean, first of all, I think that is a brilliant bit of dialogue to write because, mm. okay, how am I going to write a scene? This is the end of the movie. Yeah. I'm finally getting Luke and Leia together. I got like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> how do I make this impactful? I oh, mean, dear. it's beautiful. He gives her a kiss. I mean, and 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 I beautifully love, shot. It's kiss beautifully the... shot. And and by the way, that piece of score uh, when he he gets up and he the. 
And it's just like yeah. it's building, it's building, it's building. And he walks by his three PO and he and he winks at him and he's walking out. And everybody's just like, "Holy crap! Yeah. Luke Skywalker is right here!" And all the guys are popping up and they're like, "He's going out to face them. What is he gonna do? Oh my god!" And we're in the audience going, "What is he gonna do? Oh my god!" And then I mean, it's just I think it's incredible. Oh, and it's him facing like ten adats. You know, yeah. it's just it's, it's such a great. That's an amazing. I image. mean, that line one Luke Skywalker against ten. And Adats is just I, amazing. Adam, I want every gun <laughs> we have yeah. to fire on he's, that man. He's so I mean, hilariously. He's just so like, I can't stop. I'm raging. You know? I know, I, right? It's his, it's his weakness and it plays to comedy uh, quite a bit. Uh, not laughing at the movie, but like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Were you upset at all with, with uh, how Hux was handled in this film? Because that was one complaint that some people really hated that. I was not. How serious can you take Hux? I don't, I mean, I mean, it's like he is the empire goon you know he's got to be the guy that's yeah he's going to be subservient to snoke and he's just a cog in the wheel but i mean we it's delivered if so. This Empire Strikes Back. He'd be dead forty minutes. Right. Out of the movie. Yeah. His job really is to get killed, uh, but he just happens to make it through all these. But I love in the in the opening when Poe po Dameron brings a, yes. a, a lone X-wing against the largest star destroyer. I mean, like this is this is a serious space jockey with some serious balls to to go and do that, and they do end up destroying that ship. But I I do love that it's one against that, and it's of course he's the distraction and and all that yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> When Hux is saying all that stuff to him, he goes, "You and your fleet are doomed." Yes. Like he just yeah. he says it. I'm sorry, spit. No, it's it's you had to spit. But, That's but the only he, way to say that but line. It <laughs> is so comical, and you know what? Why not? They are this kind of a bit of a imperial farce in, in a certain way that he is sucking up the uber villainy, and you yeah. and your fleet are doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Nobody else does that. Like he is just uh, Hux. Um, you know, kind of sucks, <laughs> but, but in a in a great way of being this like imperial tool. You and know. By the way, one of the things I love about Hux in the film is, and Ryan, and this is to Ryan Johnson's credit in terms of the writing, the the moment like they're after the the, the rebels and and they're firing on them, and he's like. We have all of this. Yeah. We can't destroy it. <laughs> One like, little ship. <laughs> I mean, you're just like, you're like, yes, why can't we? And then, you know, well, they're smaller and whatever, you know, whatever the answer is. And, and I'm just like, yes, thank you for actually acknowledging what sure. everyone always asks, right? Because you're like, why well, can't you blow the damn Millennium Falcon out of the sky? And you know, what's what's the deal? Yeah. You know, and then. This is find. a David and Goliath thing. Obviously, it right. goes back to the original uh, Death Star. What good are a bunch of stunt fighters going to be against that well it turns out that their guns can't you know right. their guns are made for larger ships Ooh, and everything good pull you know and, nice. well and, and, and that's the great thing too is this this ship zooms along the thing of course he's the greatest pilot i love that they really amp that up like oh, when they yeah, say he's, he's the fantastic. best pilot they show you every time like he is the best pilot yeah. you know like some of the maneuvers he oh, does yeah. or kicks the 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 the, the gear and it's turns like that he's thing around in space you know what i mean in space yeah. Yeah. but but as he's going through the ship or whatever that they even have that conversation they're like, uh, they're like what, 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 what good is this ship what does he think he's doing this, this idiot and he's like and then the one strategic officer or whatever is like he's taking out our surface cannons right and then and then that's where it becomes all part of the plan because in his right as soon as he says that we get a big john williams cue and then a bombing fleet comes yeah. in and talk about star wars right so what, what are all the things of military we've seen versions of tanks and we've seen versions of planes and stuff like that we've never seen a bombing fleet yeah and they're all look like b-wings from yeah. return of the jedi and then 
And then uh, TIE fighters all of a sudden, you know, they, and, and one of our favorite thing is fighters coming in, right? Yeah. Oh, here come the TIE fighters. Every time that happens in that sound, we love it. And those fighters destroy the hell out of them. Yeah. I mean, they, it ends up down to one bomber, which yeah. is the one that uh, Rose's sister, yeah, sister is, on. is on. But, but I mean, the, 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 the heights that they take you to where it's one ship against the entire thing. And then before you know it, we're in, and then we'd get that strategic thing. It takes out all the weapons and then they've got a bombing run and then it's just down to one bomber. And can she do it? And sure enough, they blow the whole thing up but then brought home by <laughs> princess leah saying uh, we've got nothing but dead soldiers no no leaders right, right. you know and then that the sends one, him on a journey to sort of become princess leah throughout the course of this movie having that's to, what poe's job is having watched that scene again though there was one thing though that just like and i know it's one of those gravity like sci-fi bombs. like gravity, okay what was it if, if gravity you, driven bombs the bombs dropping well like oh. okay that's yeah. an argument too yeah. but the other thing i'm watching it and i'm like can't they just Back up their ship away no, no, from, no. or just fly it away. No, they're stuck. From you, you really think bomber? you can do a one eighty in a a a a, 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 a cruiser, a cruiser I, ship? They, I mean, the, they, the they don't really turn out. on a dime. I, I mean, or just go <laughs> forward. I don't know. I, I or just down in space. Aircraft or, carriers don't turn on a dime. I, I don't. S- think. I suppose I don't that maybe that's a good argument. Then okay, all right. Then I buy it. I love it, and I love <laughs> you. you good job. Way to defend the last Jedi. Good. Hyperspace yeah. out of it might take a second. Might yeah, take a second. They gotta they can warm those engines up. Those gravity yeah. dropping bombs are gonna come down on top of their. Uh, you know, I, I thought that was interesting. They, uh, yeah. That, yeah. I don't need that thing. accuracy. The bombs, should Star just, Wars. the bombs yeah. should just go all in a yeah. no. different direction. Well, but you're thinking precedent. sci-fi. This is fantasy. There's precedent. <laughs> Agree. There is precedent in, in, uh, in the Empire Strikes Back when they would bomb the asteroids. Now, granted, the asteroids may have had a field of gravity that would allow them to. Take the bombs, but well, I, I also I would argue an that interesting the, choice. I also would argue that the bombs come out in a uh, a rapid succession, and and, and well, I don't know speed. what those bombs are made, and of. so and and so that force. They, <laughs> the magnets. they just dropped. They didn't shoot them out. But but I mean, there's gravity within. There's also in, fire in space in every one of these stupid true. movies. And noise. Yeah. <laughs> noise. So forget it. I hate them all. Yeah, Never mind. You've convinced just, me. It's a fake movie. You've convi- it's a fake and movie. Reset. <laughs> Next you'll say there's no such thing as Ewoks. It's not. True. What? And Porgs were all right. just... All right. I'm, I take it all back. I take it all back. Everything I've said. Stupid movie. Screw these movies. <laughs> well, uh, we're all going to see the next one anyway, though, right? Yes. All right. Uh, it's love up the soon. defense of Not last time. time you're I do believe going so to. excited. But that does it for the Countdown to Nine podcast. Wow. And can uh, I say this was my this episode in particular? I've been looking forward to since like the beginning because <laughs> long wait. This is February. Yeah, wow. I've been Just looking forward to this episode because I. I I think this movie needed some defending, to be honest. So well, you got yeah. a, you got freaking, uh, yeah, you know, young Abraham Lincoln over here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Last Jedi, good lord. Uh, and then let me tell you about porgs. <laughs> <laughs> You see, people Chip. make fun of how cute they are, but don't forget. I was going to do the Inherit the Wind guy, but his name didn't come to me. Right? <laughs> a, little, a little more fiery. But, uh, I think Chewbacca murdered and cooked one of those things. I know I know the one poor oh looks God, at him. Oh, my God, that scene is hilarious. That's brutal. <laughs> killed that scene sucker. Is hilarious. How do you think he killed it? Just smacked it against a rock? I mean, we're never going to see that scene, but he killed that thing There's and cooked takes, it. I'm sure. I, I love how perfectly oh, I hope it was like that, that thing was. <laughs> I mean, That's he cooked that thing yeah. Perfectly yeah. on that fire. Did you? If you see it, it's like oh yeah, it the, looks like the Christmas goose. I mean, it, it just singed <laughs> the feathers off of yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah, it looks like the goose that uh, uh, Bugs Bunny turns into when the guy's starving <laughs> and imagining it's the perfect sort of turkey. Yeah. 
<laughs> Squab. All right, well, any of the other shows that you missed, uh, you know, some of the ones, not quite the favorites of Sean, but, the, you know, other <laughs> they're episodes They're all my favorite. The they're out there. You, our YouTube page, iTunes, Podbean, search Countdown to Nine. You'll find what we're up to. Uh, and, of course, themovieguys.net. You can search everything there as well. We've embedded all the videos on that page. Uh, once again, I'm Paul Preston. I'm Sean Blodgett. Thanks to Adam Witt. Plugs, Adam? What are we looking at with you? What are we... We got any of the video, big video projects coming up? Is there- uh, I would say go to the Movie Guys YouTube page and watch our Frozen 2 uh, 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 breaking True. movie news. I'm oh, very I proud can't. of that little skit we that just did. I can't wait to see it because I love the film. <laughs> and we hope to do more of those. Oh, you saw Frozen 2? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Paul and I are going to do a new thing, is, and we'll get it up to, into more production. We just got that one off, but it's to do breaking movie news, to report the openings of movies as though they are breaking news. Yeah, and, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, another movie opened this week. Perhaps more. You know, so, yeah. Another one this week. <laughs> yes, that's right. We can't stop it. And David Beach. <laughs> yes. What are you plugging? I'm going to be Santa. At two places. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the Sprint store. You're working in, you were doing any park work this? Uh, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm really not. I'm not working anywhere. Right, so you're out of here. Say, I'm just going to stay go here home. for a while. Do you mind? <laughs> he's actually, he's yeah. just a force ghost right now. Hey, uh, yeah, go, go out in the garage. Uh, if you see Luke Skywalker or Santa Claus, don't worry. He just hangs <laughs> hiding <laughs> from the camera. Uh, don't forget to follow us at Facebook.com slash Countdown Tonight, at Countdown Tonight, Twitter and Instagram, and you can get the show uh, all over. iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, and of course, themovieguys.net, as I mentioned. Sean? I love you. I know.